1: Uh, no, you are not having a deja vu experience to yesterday at noon. Uh, you are having a, a fresh new Matt Mayer experience. As we wanted to bring Matt back today because of his time serving in the Bush administration in Homeland Security. And I thought Matt would have a perspective on the weaponization of the Justice Department as it concerns what is now becoming almost official, which is the pending indictment of Donald Trump for documents at mar lago So, uh, Matt, I'm sure you could roll for 10 minutes, but uh, give me your initial reaction to finally having confirmation that they are going to use the Espionage Act to indict Donald Trump.
2: That the Biden Justice Department is going to do everything it can to create a two america uh, environment here, where if you are Republican, you are held to a different standard than if you are a Democrat. And that goes from January 6th uh, rioters to the 2016 through 2020 left-wing rioters that went after courthouses, the White House, and police stations. That goes to how they dealt with Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden compared to how they deal with Donald Trump. Uh, so you know the list could go on, right? But the, fundamentally, they are making sure that among Republicans and a growing number of, of independents, reaching I think above 60% at this point, believe that 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 your prosecution will ride upon your party affiliation, which is abhorrent to our Constitution and our system of government.
1: Yeah, I think that's well said, and I would throw a couple other examples in there. As you said, there are other examples. Uh, the way that they went after uh, pregnancy decision health centers, the way they went after pro life activists, and they did not go after at all uh, people on the pro-abortion side, the way they went after parents at school board meetings, but they didn't go after uh, you know the LGBTQ initiative and push in our schools. And so here's the question uh, because you are a politically savvy guy, is how does the Republican Party make this point to independents that, hey, they might not be coming for you now, but I said in the open to the show, Donald Trump was right in 2015 when he was campaigning and he said, they hate me because they hate you. Eventually, uh, they are going to make life miserable for independents. Republicans might be in the crosshairs now, but independents eventually will be if they're not fully on board with the radical Democratic agenda. How does the Republican Party make that point so that they can win independence to their side?
2: I think continue to shout from the mountaintops and point out the glaring examples of hypocritical conduct. I mean, think about this, Bruce. We are going to indict a, a former president who mishandled documents that he took from the White House to Mar-a-Larga that, that was under security camera and locked <laughs> uh, lock, locked a uh, vault, right? Yeah. Guarded by the Secret Service. While we're not. Guarded by the Secret Service. Guarded by the Secret Service. While we're not going to indict Joe Biden, who over decades took lots of documents that were classified, kept them in multiple places, moved them between multiple places that were unsecure in every way possible, including in his garage in Delaware. So, So arguably, on a factual basis, whatever Trump did... Biden did in spades, and yet we will not see an indictment of joe biden and to me that that comparison will drive independence farther and farther into our corner and look here's the reality I, you know, this is what I, an important point for listeners to understand: Trump will not be convicted. this is in South Florida. it is not in d c where there are nothing but Democrats who hate Republicans and who will indict. Uh, and convict virtually anybody for anything. This is South Florida, so the jury will be made up of a more representative group of peers that looks like America. And importantly, a, it will have at least one or more Cuban Americans who fled or whose parents fled Castro's Cuba and who understand all too well how government can abuse power. And they will come into that case with a healthy dose, dose of skepticism and the idea that they will get a unanimous verdict of 10 or 12 jurors beyond a reasonable doubt is very, very low. So I think fundamentally, they're simply going to make a martyr out of Donald Trump, make him more popular among Republicans and in growing number of independents, and probably do more to ensure that he stands a better chance of winning the 2024 election than he did before the indictment.
1: Matt Mayer is our guest, opportunityohio.org, on Twitter at OhioMatt. His uh, other website where you can read about his exploratory run for governor is ohiomatt.com. Yeah, that's a really salient point that I've not heard anyone else make about what the composition of a South Florida jury will be like compared to what the composition of a Manhattan jury will be like. So explain Democratic schizophrenia for me. They can't possibly deal with a second donald trump term yet by indicting him in an environment south florida where he's very unlikely to be convicted are they just blind to that fact are they assuming that if we indict him uh independence will not go to his side and he will we will help him get the nomination but he will be easier to beat or are they just stupid and haven't thought this through
2: They are Jonathan Bender in The Breakfast Club in the famous scene where he's, you know, tussling with the principal. And he says, do you want another one? And he says, yeah, yeah, another one. And goes (laughs) on and on where he gets himself like six detentions. Right. The left simply cannot help themselves to shoot their mouth off and go after Trump by any means necessary because of Trump derangement syndrome. They simply hate him, who he represents and Republicans that much. And so they simply just think this is what you have to do, all while saying to themselves, Joe Biden and his family did nothing wrong, despite the what was first smoke that is now fire, a growing fire. You can't see in New York and D.C., not because of what's happening in Canada. You can't see it because of the smoke coming out of the Biden White House because of the corruption that we now all of us wondered. Wait a minute. The guy shows up in Ukraine. Make sure that yeah. the prosecutor gets fired. The prosecutor had just gone after, die, you know, frozen assets of the Burisma head, who hunters on the board of. How is that not, you know, pay to play corruption? And now we know it's exactly what it was, yeah. right? And yep. so th- th- this cannot stand. It will not stand. Republicans and independents will rescue America from the left crazed, crazed drive to take down Donald Trump by any means necessary.
1: Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, OhioMatt.com. Okay, so there uh, there are there, there is becoming a growing viewpoint out there that Joe Biden will not make it to the 2024 election. I don't mean he dies, but I mean he will not be the Democratic nominee. At this point in time, given all that's going on with both men, give me the percentage chance you think... Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee and the percentage chance you think Joe Biden will be the Democratic nominee?
2: Well, look, I think the percentage chance Trump will be just grew. Um, So my guess is he's probably getting close to 50 percent at this point or higher that he will be the Republican nominee. I think Joe Biden will be the nominee for the Democrats uh, unless the man becomes injured or incapacitated because of his age. So if he falls and breaks a hip you know, there will be at some point, right? It will be the the party elders, right, mm-hmm. which would be Barack Obama and probably Bill Clinton. will have to go to see him and say, "Yeah, Chief, it's done. Like you, you, you won't win. Too many people are now going to believe that you're you're just too frail to be president. We got to move on here. Uh, and then you'll have, depending on when the timing of that, if it were to occur, right, could scramble things enormously. So, so the, I, I think you know, Joe Biden is 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 one fall away from really or one really clueless moment caught in tape from Democrat leaders saying, yeah, we can't do it and and making a change.
1: Yeah, and I know uh, there are those who, and I agree, Trump would not be indicted if he were not running for president, but uh, certainly it's not in his nature to shrink from a fight, so I do not anticipate that he will do so. you got 30 seconds about to respond to that.
2: Yeah, no, th- th- I mean, he demands, Donald Trump is a pugilist. Uh, that's what he did that it, it strengthened the spine of Republicans, which is why so many Republicans love the man, is because he taught us how to fight and fight back hard. And, and I look, I believe if they throw a punch, punch, throw a punch harder and twice as many, because that's the way they respond. It's the only thing they respond to. So th- we're going to have a knockout dragon fight in South Florida, and, and I think Trump will win.
1: Yeah, I, I've come to share that opinion. You know, I think that I try to reconcile it, uh, as always, with my faith, but I also, uh do not believe in just laying down and being a victim. I do not believe that's what we're called to do. I believe we're called to tell the truth, and I think there's much truth to be told on the side of the uh, conservatives and on the side of Donald Trump in this case, as it concerns, as you so eloquently pointed out, the double standard in prosecution here. Matt, thanks for joining us for a second straight day. Really appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. Matt Mayer, opportunityohio.org. Follow Matt on Twitter, at OhioMatt, his website for an exploratory run for governor of the state of Ohio. You can find that at OhioMatt.com. So, let's see. Donald Trump had classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Joe Biden had classified documents at the Biden-Penn Chinese Money Laundering Center. He had them in his uh, opulent beach vacation home in Wilmington, Delaware. He had them at his beach house in Rehoboth, Delaware. Uh, he had them in his garage he had them on a train, on a plane, with green eggs and ham. He had them everywhere, Sam I am. Has he been interviewed yet? I mean, I mean, you know, certainly the Department of Justice takes great interest in stewarding classified documents, apparently, now that Donald Trump has been found to be in possession of them illicitly, according to the DOJ. Uh, no, according to NBC News, Joe Biden has not been interviewed about the classified documents. Biden's advisors have decided, why did they get to decide, Biden will provide an interview to the investigating special counsel, but only when terms are agreed upon between Biden's legal team and the DOJ. Gee, I always thought the law enforcement side of the equation held the uh, power in these kinds of matters. But Joe Biden has never intervened. Remember, man, I played that for you earlier in the show. Joe Biden says, you know, he's never, ever, ever intervened, telling the Department of Justice what to do. I have never once,
0: not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do, whether to bring a charge or not bring a charge. I'm honest. Mm,
1: sure, you are. Uh, now, uh, those carrying buckets of water for Joe Biden include the mainstream media. George Stephanopoulos. Think of it. The main anchor on ABC News is the former press secretary, the former Corinne Jean-Pierre for Bill Clinton. Do you need any further proof? So yesterday, Stephanopoulos is interviewing a guy by the name of Jim Trustee. Jim Trustee is one of Donald Trump's attorneys. And Jim Trusty is making the point about the double standard. And so George Stephanopoulos is going to go high and mighty on him right here.
3: But doesn't the president, don't you believe in the principle that no person is above the law? If the president committed the same crime that someone else did, shouldn't he be charged? No person is below the law. That's really the issue here. I mean, you've got these investigations in Delaware that are a thousand times more serious by a sitting president who has authorized his DOJ to try to sink the candidacy of his prime opposition while that guy has unsecured documents that he stole out of a skiff dozens of years ago. So, look, you know, we're not talking what about some talking sort of about, favoritism. What are you talking about, are you talking about? That is a ridiculous statement. Uh, there's this issue—nice <laughs> try—there's an issue that anyone that reads any newspapers would agree is a parallel track— which is the Delaware document scandal of Joe Biden where there's a special counsel rob her that's investigating it you know that there were documents that were sensitive that were marked classified found in a garage near a corvette that made their way through chinatown through the Penn biden center there's eighteen hundred and fifty boxes that have never been fully looked at at university of delaware you have the ultimate unclean hands of a current sitting president who had no declassification had none of the protections of president trump and who literally had to have stolen stuff from a skiff even dick durbin has commented about how this was an outrageous possession of classified material by vice president at that point, Joe Biden. So that's what we're talking about. You can scoff and act like there's nothing to it. But the whole country knows the basic notion of unequal treatment and fairness. And that's what's at issue with this prosecution.
1: That is called getting owned on your own network. That's what that's called. Now, we're near the end of the show. We are near the start of the weekend. And I've told you before that, uh, inspired by Jack Windsor, his even tone, his measured approach, I have endeavored to try to leave you every day with something inspirational. Uh, Last night, I think it was last night, the University of Oklahoma women's softball team won its third straight national championship. I love excellence in athletics. I love seeing uh, young women do it. I do not want men to be allowed to play women's sports. These Oklahoma women have been criticized because they celebrate too much. They have too much fun winning. They lost one game this year. I think they were 60-1. and one. Prior to their championship series over Florida State, there was a press conference at which three Oklahoma players appeared with their coach. And this happened.
3: We've got a back row left.
2: Alex Garbo with ESPN. For, for the players, I know you talk about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious. It's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time the wind streak being number one. How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long when anxiety seems like a thing that can very easily set in?
4: Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. And um, I think coaches said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated. Um, uh, just in a good mindset uh, no matter the outcomes thankfully we've had a lot of success this year but if it was the other way around uh, joy from the lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories moments friendships and all of that so uh, I would, that's really the only the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can be one thousand percent agree with grace Lyons. um i went through that my freshman year i'd I was so happy to win the – I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the College World Series, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't have – I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't feel filled, and I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong is that we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world if we do lose. Yes, obviously we've worked our butts off to be here and we want to win, but it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, I think a huge thing that we've really just latched onto is eyes up and you guys Mm -hmm. see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really like fixing our eyes on Christ. And that's something where, like they were saying, you can't find a fulfillment in an outcome, whether it's good or bad. And um, I think that's why we're so steady in what we do and, and our love for each other and our love for the game because we know this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think once we figured that out and that was our purpose and everyone was all in with that, um, it's really changed so much for us. And, I mean, I know myself, I, I've seen so much of a growth in myself with um, once I turned to Jesus and I realized how he had changed my outlook on life, not just softball, but understanding how much I have to live for. And that's living to. Exemplify the kingdom and I think that brings so much freedom and I'm sure everyone's story is similar But we all have those great testimonies that have really like shown how awesome it is to play for something bigger um, And I think that's just what brings me so much joy and no matter the outcome whether we get a trophy in the end or not we this isn't our home And I think that's what's amazing about it is we have so much more We have an eternity of joy with our father and I'm so excited about that and yes I live in the moment, but I know this isn't my home and um, no matter what, my sisters in Christ will be there with me in the end um, when we're with our our king. So.
1: Well, there you go. We talk a lot about wokeness and state schools and indoctrination on campuses. Uh, it is wise to remember. It is encouraging to remember, hopeful to remember, that there are coaches, there are professors who, in that environment, do great work, who extol the kingdom of God. And, yeah, there are young people out there. Who have the wisdom to understand the difference between happiness, which is related to circumstances, happiness, happenstance, two are related, and joy. Joy is internal. Joy is a decision. As the Apostle Paul said, be joyful always, even in bad circumstances. You can choose to be joyful. So I hope that encourages you as the weekend approaches.